Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business success, build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Today's episode features Joy Rains. Joy is a speaker, author, and host of two podcasts, Mindfulness for Sales Professionals and Mindful 180. Joy's teaching inspires thousands of people worldwide to live productive lives through mindfulness. The part of Boost she addresses during our conversation is optimizing relationships through mindfulness. Strike a yoga pose and let's listen in. Hey, Joy, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Hey, Kelly, and thank you. I am delighted to be here. I am so excited to dig into this topic of mindfulness and um, just the impact that you're having around this work. So tell our listening audience a little bit more about you and the work that you do. Absolutely. Um, Well, I will say I've had a very busy mind since I was about (laughs) five years old. Uh (laughs) And when I was in my 20s, I was looking for ways to manage the busyness in my mind, and I found meditation. So I started practicing and realized it made a tremendous difference in my life. I was very stressed as a commissioned sales rep, and all of a sudden, I found ways to manage the stress. Uh, So I guess after about 10 or 15 years of practicing meditation, I decided to uh, teach others. And really what I'm about is giving people the simple explanations I wanted to find when I started. Because, Kelly, it took me so long to figure out what meditation was about. And I just wanted somebody to short circuit it for me and tell me exactly what to do. So that's what I hope to offer people through my books and through my podcast. Wow. So Joy, is there a difference or what is the difference? Because we hear mindfulness, then we hear meditation. Are they one in the same? Is mindfulness a form of meditation or what? Explain that to us. Well, first, I'm so glad you asked that question because there is a difference and a lot of people aren't sure what the difference is. So mindfulness is awareness of the present moment, just as it is without getting caught up in thoughts about the past or the future and without getting caught up in judgments and all the stuff that can create obstacles in your mind. Mm -hmm. Now, meditation is a technique that trains you to become mindful. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it's it's an exercise, really. It's a mental exercise where you exercise your brain. And meditation is not the only way you can become mindful. You know, you can become mindful when you're walking, noticing the soles of your feet as they connect with the ground, or you can be mindful when you wash your hands, noticing the temperature of the water, the feeling of the soap on your hands. But meditation is a terrific way to become mindful. That's a technique and it's a proven technique. Okay, awesome. And so do you have you found in this day and age of constant, like sort of 24 hour everything, it's it's difficult? Have you found that it's become more difficult to practice mindfulness just because it seems like we're being bombarded at every angle? Well, we are being bombarded at every angle. And I think I think you bring up a really good point there. So it becomes more challenging to Mm -hmm. set time aside if you have a very busy schedule. So what I recommend is 
trying to make mindfulness a habit in your life. In other words, if you wanted to try meditation, start out with two or three minutes, something really manageable where you can be successful Mm -hmm. and do it at the same time every single day. Like maybe in the morning, I I like to get up, brush my teeth. If I'm feeling brave, I'll weigh myself and then I meditate (laughs) right afterwards. (laughs) Wow. Gotcha. Very so that's cool. my my habit. And if I don't have 15 or 20 minutes to meditate, I'll do it for two minutes. And I also think it's important, Kelly, for people to find ways to weave mindful moments into their day. You know, if you're at work and you're feeling overwhelmed, just take a minute to notice a breath moving in and out of your body. You know, noticing the coolness as you breathe in and the warmth as you breathe out. And even stopping to notice one or two breaths can help reset your mind. Mm. So you mentioned, um, you know, maybe being aware of creating this habit and doing it this at the same time of the day. Does the place mm-hmm. matter at all? Like the location in which you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, well, you can really uh, meditate most anywhere. What I recommend is if people want to start a regular practice, to pick a place where they're going to meditate regularly. Um, It could be a room, if somebody has a whole room in their house. It could be a favorite chair in the living room. Uh, I know one person who made a little meditation room uh, in the laundry room next to the dryer. And what happens is by meditating in this place continually, just by going to that place, mm. your mind will begin to settle down because mm. you know what you're supposed to do there. Mm. Nice, nice. Yeah. In our office, we have, um, it's a, it's called the quiet room. And then mm-hmm. on Mondays, we have mindful Mondays. And so our COO will um, have these, um, you know, she leads this meditation and mindfulness, time of mindfulness for 30 minutes every Monday. And it's just this wonderful time and space and you know it, it also you know you think about working out with other people you don't ever necessarily mm-hmm. think of especially at work like meditating with people but it is it's just this really cool community that comes together every week to just sort of get grounded to start the week wow that's fabulous that's fabulous that she's doing that too and um It really is something you can do in community. You know, um, one app I'm on is the Insight Timer app. Yes, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, for for folks who aren't familiar with it, it has two T's in the middle, Insight Timer. And there's about 3,000 meditation teachers on that app. Um, I'm one of the 3,000. And there's people meditating all over the world. So you were talking about being in community Mm -hmm. in your Mindful Monday group. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can go on this app and see where people are meditating all over the world the same time that you're meditating. Wow. Now, and this is like an age-old tradition. So what do you think has happened to like stir this greater sort of sense of awareness and, and meditation? I mean, it's not like it's just something new that's on the scene, but it seems like more people are either accepting of it or gravitating towards it. Like, what do you think is, is causing this stir, I guess, around the importance of mindfulness and meditation? Yeah, good question, Kelly, because there is quite a stir, and it's something that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I will say when I started meditating in the mid-80s, people thought it was very weird and kind of Mm -hmm. woo-woo. It was very out there. And more and more, it's becoming into the mainstream. Mm -hmm. So to, to speak to your question, why now? First of all, there's been a lot of scientific studies done on it, and it's shown that it actually can change the brain. Mm. So I think all those skeptics who, you know, want to see the scientific evidence Mm -hmm. now see it. Mm. And I think the people in the workplace are looking for different solutions. They don't want to do things the same old way. They're looking to grow. They're looking to have their employees grow. And they realize that meditation and mindfulness is is a way that can do that. And there's also a lot of um, well-known people who have taken out meditation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's certainly helped bring a lot of attention to the practice. Mm-hmm. Now, and when you say change the brain, like what do you mean exactly? Like, like what, what change in the brain? Well, there's actually a change in um, the gray matter of the brain Mm. because of meditation. I can't speak to this a lot Mm because I'm not a science person, Mm -hmm. Um, but there are studies that show there are changes in the gray matter, and there's also changes in the uh, amygdala, Mm. which um, has to do with the stress response. Mm -hmm. So there's physical changes in that that actually make people less stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, so what do you say? I know you said like if, if, you know, finding even two minutes or just any amount of time doing it regularly, creating this habit, if someone's listening in and they're new and they're sort of like, ah, I don't know where, what, where to begin in this journey, what are some of the things outside of, you know, pick a time, pick a place that people should be thinking about as they're going into meditation. Is there, you know, when you talked about the woo-woo, a lot of us may be thinking of, you know, the people that are sitting and it's like, um, um, you know, mm-hmm. like what, do, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that a person should be like those best practices around how to really start this journey in this space of mindfulness and meditation? Yeah. And, um, that's an important question because a lot of people hear about it, but mm-hmm. they don't know where to start. Right. So um, if I could just mention my book and my Absolute. podcast. I was going to ask you, of course, <laughs> I was going to ask you because I did, you know, I mentioned in the intro the fact that you are, um, you know, the host of two podcasts. And so I would love to, since you brought it up, why don't you talk about the two different podcasts? And certainly if that's a great starting place for folks, feel free to direct them to those those two venues. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just launched this week, Mindful 180, and it's a podcast for the beginning meditator. Mm. They've heard about it. They want to know where to start. And um, my hope is to offer the person who doesn't know a lot or who has tried it and and says, I can't meditate. My hope is to offer that person tools that they can use to have a successful meditation practice. Mm -hmm. So um, you asked about best practices. I can't count how many times, Kelly, somebody says to me, I can't meditate because my mind doesn't doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I tell them, well, that's a meditation myth. 
just as it's the nature of the heart to beat. It's the nature of the mind to churn out content. Mm -hmm. And meditation isn't about stopping that. And once people realize that, the practice becomes more accessible to them. Um, My book, Meditation Illuminated Simple Ways to Manage Your Busy Mind, is aimed for the person who would like to learn how to meditate. It takes them through that and gives them a simple path. Gotcha. So now where, what, Mindful 180, what's the significance of the 180? Well, to turn your life around, really. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Because um, meditation and mindfulness can be transformative for people. And, and I'll tell you why. Um, people's minds are generally very busy. Like I said, it's the nature of the mind to think. Mm-hmm. And all this content of the mind cycles through. So I call this content STUFF, which is an acronym for stories, thoughts, urges, frustrations, and feelings. Hmm. And your stuff can create a lot of stress for you. It can create a lot of obstacles. Mark Twain said about feelings of anxiety. I'm an old man, and I've known a great many troubles, most of which never happened. Mm, Yes. Yes. Right? Uh Uh-huh. And I have a magnet at home that says, don't believe everything you think. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right? That's good advice, right? Yeah. So all this stuff cycles through the mind. And when you start to become mindful, you can look at your stuff and make a conscious choice about what to do about it. So rather than reacting unconsciously, you can make a conscious decision. Mm. For instance, when my kids were younger, let's say my daughter, when she was a teenager, was late coming home one night, my mind might start going, is she okay? Did she get into an accident? And, you know, all of a sudden, I'm in this big stress response. Mm -hmm. But all I know is she's late. I don't know anything else. Right. So when I become mindful of my stuff and the stories, I can step back and say, wait, I'm creating a story about this. I don't even know if it's true. Wow. So you said stories, thoughts, urges. Frustrations and feelings. Feelings. Okay, that's the one that I didn't get. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And we all have a lot of stuff. But you know what? Stuff is okay to have. It helps us navigate our way through life. Mm -hmm. But coming into consciousness of it allows us to make a choice about what we're going to do. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And so the second podcast that you have, though, around, so you've got beginners, but then you have mindfulness for sales professionals, which you don't typically think of them, you know, sort of mutually or them coexisting, let's say. So tell us more about that particular podcast. Yeah. Um, Well, I have been in sales Uh, my entire career. And I will say I love the sales profession. I think it's terrific. Mm -hmm. And I see it as a profession of service to your client. Mm -hmm. So it's not about me, me, me getting the sales. How can I serve the client and give the client the best outcome? Mm -hmm. Bringing mindfulness to the sales interaction can really help you build customer relations because you become aware of your stuff. Mm-hmm. You can get the stuff that's creating obstacles out of the way and really be present to the customer and the customer's needs. Mm. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm marrying these two things that I've been involved with for decades, mindfulness and sales. And just to have a little more fun with the sales podcast, 
I'm doing it with my husband, who's oh, also been nice. in sales his whole career. Wow. Right. And I mean, he sold himself to you and likewise, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) And you know, but you know, truthfully, Joy, the way that you described that mindfulness for sales professionals and the outcome of just having that greater connectedness and awareness of the needs of your customer, it almost feels like it's not necessarily um, specific to sales professionals. It's anyone that works with clients, it sounds like could benefit from that, right? Absolutely. Business owners, entrepreneurs, really anybody with clients, as you say, because what happens a lot, Kelly, is uh, somebody might be terrific at their craft, Mm -hmm. but they don't know how to sell their craft. Yeah, nice. Now, and how long have you and your husband been um, hosting that podcast? We kicked it off at the end of August 2019. So we have about 25 episodes. Um, We're publishing weekly. We're keeping the episodes super short Mm -hmm. because um, salespeople typically don't have a lot of time. Right. So we have about a three-minute conversation with each other on one point having to do with sales. Mm -hmm. And then I lead maybe a three-minute guided meditation or visualization having to do with the subject. So the episodes are somewhere between five and seven minutes. Nice. Beautiful. So, Joy, for anyone who's listening in and wants to either check out the podcast or any of the other services that you provide, what's the best way for people to circle back to you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's two websites. The sales one is mindfulsalespro.com. And then my website, just for general mindfulness training, is joyreigns.com. The podcast for general mindfulness is Mindful 180. And the sales podcast is Mindfulness for Sales Professionals. And of course, people can find me on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. Well, Joy, this has been a pleasure just learning more about you and the awesome work that you do. Thank you so much for just the amazing ways that you're serving the business community and the community at large and just helping us to be more aware and mindful in our day-to-day interactions. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in to the Boost Podcast. I hope what you heard today will help you to build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. If you liked what you heard, please don't forget to share the podcast with your family and your friends. And while you're at it, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. For more information on me or any of the other services that we provide, feel free to head over to our website, kellytleonard.com. I look forward to catching up with you again on the next episode of the Boost Podcast.